Hi, and welcome back to another episode of In The Loop. I'm your host, Rachel Camp. Thanks for tuning in to this special episode where we will have the pleasure to sit down with one of Cowie DeFayette EMC's board of directors to talk all about the roles and duties of a board member, as well as gain access to recent board highlights, including an update on Cowie DeFayette EMC's rates, the incorporation of renewables, and some upcoming challenges and opportunities Cowie DeFayette EMC may face in the future. So here to talk more about that is Mr. Jim Fulton. He is a current board chair with Coweta Fate EMC's board of directors. So let's jump into it. Welcome, Mr. Fulton. Thank you. Glad to be here. Perfect. So this is a super exciting episode because, believe it or not, we have not had the opportunity to interview one of our directors before. Thank you for inviting me to do so. Awesome. Okay, so Mr. Fulton, let's start with talking about your background, if you don't mind. I want you to introduce yourself and let's talk about um, what you've done before your time as a director and your career and how you got here. Okay. Well, thank you again for letting me be a part of this. Uh, I have actually been a part of this board since 2003, which means I've actually been reelected six times. I'm in my 20th year at this point. Congratulations. Uh, (laughs) My um, background, I graduated from Fayette County High School and uh, and then uh, from Georgia Tech with a degree in mechanical engineering, went to work in Indiana from that point and worked up there for five years did carry on my education by taking uh, graduate courses at Purdue University and then in 1972 moved back to uh, home and went into the building and real estate business, um, a family business that we started in 1971 and I have continued on in that career ever since. Um, continued some education at Georgia State University, but then had to go to work, so <laughs> never finished that. Uh, my background is in building and real estate, small business owner, a lot of community involvement as well. I feel like as a resident and a business owner that you need to be in, involved in the community, so I've been involved in both uh, coaching athletics, uh, church work, and then in particular with Chamber of Commerce uh, business activities, as well as I served on the Peachtree City Development Authority for a number of years during those times. Very good. So you have an extensive background in real estate work, and you have served in a lot of different community affiliations. I know you specifically mentioned the Chamber of Commerce and your involvement with them. You also were given the Business Person of the Year Award, correct? Quite an honor, yes. That is quite an honor. Okay. Well, perfect. So you talked about your time before the board. So let's talk about when you decided to run for the board and what led you to that decision. Well, actually, I was uh, invited to do that by Mr. Floyd Farr, who was a a mentor of mine. And as with many others in the community, my banker, my counselor, if you will, 
and he uh, he invited me to come and, and get involved in, in the board and uh, didn't realize what all that involved. But if Mr. Farr wanted me to do it, I felt like I needed to. So uh, that's how I got on the board. And from that point on, it's just been a growing experience and, and a, a great time uh, to serve. Absolutely. And that really unveils a big piece of our history as a co-op yeah, going back yeah. to the days of Floyd Farr. So very cool. OK, so you joined the board in 2003. That's correct. And then what point did you become board chair? I became board chair in 2011 and have been the chair since that time. I was the vice chair in 2010 and prior to that served on all the other committees and so forth as well, which all of the directors are part of the uh, different committees and so forth that we do and, and get spread out amongst all of that. Okay, right. So that's one of the responsibilities of being right, a right. director is serving yeah. on the committees. Right. Okay, so let's talk about the role of a board of director. And will you just walk us through the roles and duties and also maybe explain how your duties as the chair might differ a little bit? Okay, thank you. Sure. Um, first off, we are members of the EMC, just like everybody else. And so uh, we've been asked to serve on the board. And this is, is actually a little different from community boards. The EMC is a big business. It's a $400 million plus in assets and almost that much in annual revenue, 200 plus employees and 80,000 plus members. So it is a big business. As the board uh, watching over that business, our duties include that we should set the policies the business operates under. We are to review and approve budgets every year uh, that allows the co-op to do all that it needs to do. We regularly do uh, strategic planning for the future. EMC and the electric utility business is a long-term, very uh, much looking for what's going to happen in the future. And because our power contracts and so forth are so long-term, we have to plan way ahead uh, for all of that. So it's the board's uh, responsibility to be sure we're on top of that and, and know about that and make the, hopefully the right decisions for what's going to happen for the future board. So, And then we're also required to review and monitor everything going on in the present. The operations of the EMC, the financial reports every month, loan activity, purchase activity. We look at that from a, uh, a higher point. The staff handles those things, but we have to review and approve that. So we have to know how to read a financial statement and how to plan budgets and how to make that happen. And then we also need to, as board members, stay current with all that's going on. And it's a fast-changing business, and there's a lot going on and a lot of things changing. And so Thankfully, um, our national organization offers a lot of educational programs and, and uh, it gives us big picture information to learn from, but it's our responsibility to take the time to learn that and to know that and be involved in that. And then our one of our most important 
uh, responsibilities is to hire the CEO, to uh, advise the CEO, and to support the CEO because he's the one in charge day to day. And that's mainly where the chairman comes in. Chris and I spend a lot of time talking and sharing ideas and and that sort of thing almost on a daily basis. So that it's one of the things the chairman gets to do. So, but those are, in, in a, a broad sense, what the board members are responsible for. We Our, our main goal is to, to provide uh, reliable, safe, and affordable electricity to every member. Absolutely. So you are all very busy, and you mentioned the different training, and I really want to dive into that. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the diversity behind the board of directors. I, I think that this is a really good thing to point out to our members that you all come from such different backgrounds. You have you who is in real estate, and then we have some engineers, yeah, and we even have a that. local yeah. sheriff. Yeah. Um, so how does having such a vast diversity on the board really help? Help you all make the best decision well, for our members. I think members. that's one of the best parts of our board, and, and as we found out in, in most all EMC boards that we interact with, and it is a diverse uh, makeup of the community. Our board uh, ranges from young to old, and some of us were young when we started, and now we're older. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, age diversity, uh, there's uh, gender diversity. We have uh, men and women. Women. Uh, there's ethnicity diversity on our board. But more importantly, and you mentioned this, all types of backgrounds. We have people that worked in the corporate world and, and um, were in all types of positions and up to and including senior staff. We have small business owners like myself who've had to make their business run, make payrolls every week, keep things working, <laughs> clean the bathrooms when necessary, all of those kind of things. We've got a, a teacher. All very important jobs. <laughs> We've got teachers. And one of the unique parts, that, and I see this, like I say, both in our board and in and all the boards I'm familiar with in the EMC world, is community involvement. People that really want to um, see their community better and continue doing the good things for the community. One of our board members is a mayor of his municipality. Uh, you mentioned one is the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I say, all have been involved in various community uh, organizations and stay involved in that kind of thing. So that's, uh, but we all have many different ideas. We, we don't think alike. We don't always agree. In fact, I think that's a good thing that it you is. not not Great. agree on everything uh, when you're trying to make the right decisions. But we come to agreement. That's the other good part. We study and, and talk and discuss and eventually come to an agreement that we do agree on. And as a board, we then are unified in what we do. So. Very good. Um, okay, so I want to now circle back around to talk about your education. So what are some different educational opportunities that you've been given since joining the board of directors? And how has this helped you as a director kind of grow? Great question. As I said, uh, I had been in business for a number of years. I knew 
the corporate world and the corporate finances and business finances and profit and loss statements. I need that kind of education. But the electric utility industry is an animal unto itself. Sure. Uh, they're different acronyms uh, of what different things mean. The alphabet uh, soup. The alphabet soup, different um <laughs> Even even different business ratios and and ways of uh, handling finances and and that sort of thing to uh, not different than in the sense that they, they you know what they mean but they just uh, how they talk about it and how they refer to it so and then the learning just how it, the power industry works everybody thinks imagines that the lights will just come on when they turn the switch that's just not the case. Uh, Many, many things have to happen That's right. for that to happen on a regular basis and, and to stay on or come back on when when things go wrong. So, as I mentioned, our national organization um, of rural electric cooperatives and our state organization all offer uh, specific uh, educational courses and, and ways to learn about this and uh, very well done and so forth. So as a director, we encourage all our directors to make use of those things, to learn those things. There are even certifications that you are awarded if you take different courses. The first one is called the Certified Credential Director. Uh, and that's a series of courses and, and activities. Uh, and after that is the board leadership courses, which talk about the leadership activities involved in the board. And once you've completed those and if you continue to, to do education, which you, everybody should, uh, there's what they call a director goal certification. So I'm uh, fortunate to have all of those certifications and be able to keep up with that. Uh, in addition, uh, we have regular state and national meetings or updates on what's going on. Uh, we have access to lots of seminars and newsletters and, and other white papers and so forth to, sure. because it's a constantly changing business. And, Absolutely. And, and so it is. Uh, we take the time to stay involved with that. Good. And you're given lots of access to continuing yes. resources. Yes. And I imagine that you've probably also met a, a different kind of group of leaders from across not only the state, but the nation. Absolutely. Where you can connect with and we, like-minded. We build, and, and anybody who knows me know that one of my big deals is that the most important thing is relationships with family and people and co-workers and so forth. Absolutely. And, and that's one of the important things is the relationships we're able to build with other co-op leaders and co-op directors. Uh, and it's not unusual for them to call us or us to call them when we have a question or, hey, I heard you're doing something different and tell me about it to use each other to make the co-op better. Sure. Well, how great is it that you have that network to rely on? That's awesome. So you did talk about kind of leaning back to your professional work and continuing education. So, Mr. Fulton, how do you think that your professional career really prepared you to take on the role of a board of director and even the role of chairman? <laughs> 
Well, um, as I said, running a small business, you get to pretty much do everything and you have to do everything and, and yeah. learn on the job, so to speak. So um, I owned my own business for 38 years, um, uh, actually several businesses. And in the early years, I was involved in building and development and then and, and real estate, and then that morphed strictly into the real estate world, and then sold that business a number of almost fifteen years ago now, thinking I might be retired, but I, that wasn't for me. <laughs> so I needed to be involved, and so uh, was actually asked to come back and run the business, the office that I had sold, and I'd done that until a few years ago. I, I did slow down, and now I just do commercial real estate and run that division. But all of those business activities translate into uh, running this business. Like I say, to keep the lights on requires a lot of different things to happen. And we've got what I think is the greatest uh, staff and group of employees to make that happen. So that makes the job of director and chairman very easy. Because of that. Well, great answer. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mr. Bolden, I want to go into talking about some highlights. This, I think, is an exciting opportunity for us to talk about the last couple of years. Of course, you have been on the board for several years, but to to just focus on the more recent things, what are some major changes, highlights, really things that you feel like are worth mentioning and talking about and really relating how you guys have all worked together to help EMC members? Great question. I think our board and our EMC is is basically a leader in, in the industry. We try and stay ahead. Uh, we try out new ideas, and we've had backing of the board and, and the staff to be able to do that. We were one of the first boards to go all digital on our reporting. Um, started off with laptops, and, and now it's iPads, but uh, that's a long way from the paper reports we used to get uh, prior to our meetings and so forth. So that was kind of a start. From an operational standpoint, uh, we were one of the first to use automated meters, which allow uh, the staff and the and the operations group to do a lot of things with metering and, and monitoring use and where it's used and how it's used. We've been very involved in economic development and attracting the right kind of industries to the area, and we think that's a very important part, and the board encourages that. We are very conscious of trying to do uh, as much clean energy as we can. So we uh, helped form, uh, we're actually the leading EMC to form the statewide green power co-op, which handles all of our renewable energy uh, things. Uh, We did our own community solar project here a few years ago, and we've continued to improve that this past year. We just added a battery feature to that, uh, which will make that better. But most of all, as I said before, we want our members to have reliable power that's safe for our employees and that's affordable. 
And we do that by lots of different things, but our rates uh, are continually among the lower. We compete against Georgia Power and Union Utilities and a few other municipalities, um, and uh, our rates are lower than theirs on a regular basis. We just we get a report twice a year, just got the latest one, which shows us quite a bit lower than Georgia Power, Union Utilities, and some of the other cities around us. So very proud of, of our staff because that, as I said before, uh, that's a result of long-term power contracts that were negotiated several years ago. It's uh, going to be a result going forward of uh, our decision to support the uh, Vogel 3 and 4 expansion, uh, which is going to give us uh, 80 plus years of baseload electricity that's always available at reasonable, affordable rates and carbon free. Those are just some of the highlights. I I probably could talk for hours about (laughs) all the things that we we have done, but I'm very proud of Coweta Fayette EMC does and the leadership role it takes statewide and nationwide. Well, I love how you put it in perspective of all of the years work really leading up to especially us getting to lower rates than our competitors. That's really a big deal and something to celebrate for us. So... Mr. Fulton, can we talk about the future and what do you see as a director? What are some challenges, maybe opportunities? Where do you see us going in the future? Great question. As I say, we try and and plan and strategize as best we can for the future. But every day is different and and so forth. We are going to to be faced uh, in the future uh, with more and more issues concerning how to integrate all of the renewable energy sources that we are encouraging. Uh, We want more and more of that, and the technology for that changes rapidly. So... Uh, what we think is going to happen three years from now may be different, but we'll we'll be ready for it, whatever it is. The advent of, of so much electrically powered, both vehicles and uh, appliances and homes and all of that sort of thing, we're going to have increased electric power requirements, so we need to Uh, be ready for that and take advantage uh, of all the resources we can to those things happen. At the same time, keeping rates affordable and and reliable, keeping the power on. uh, We're seeing some things that happening, regulations and so forth that create issues about reliability. And so we think it's important that we fight to be sure that power is reliable. like I say, we talk about keeping the lights on, but the biggest issue people have is they, they can't charge their phone. <laughs> <laughs> it is a changing time, right? They we, can live without the lights, we, but they got to have their phone charged. <laughs> <We> <laughs> but it's all back to reliable yes. uh, power. So. Lots of changes in technology, even green energy, like you mentioned. And I love that you mentioned us adding a component at our, our solar yeah, plant. Yeah. Well, like I say, we want to lead the way 
And one of the, I haven't mentioned, we have a couple of subsidiaries as part of the MC and the, the ability from a tax standpoint to use our true nat- natural gas subsidiary to own and finance the solar facility and the battery facility is just a tool in our wheelhouse, uh, right? A tool in our wheelhouse yeah. to, to be able to continue to do those things and add those things. That's a great point. I know you do serve on both of those boards as well, boards right? as well, yeah. Awesome. So you're very involved. Um, Okay, well, I want to wrap it up with just talking about our upcoming event. Most of our members are aware of our pretty big deal annual meeting and member appreciation day. This year, it's going to be held on Saturday, October 14th from 9 a.m. to noon. And of course, we invite all of our members to come out and attend. Absolutely. Um, But Mr. Fulton, is there anything you want to say to members in preparation before the meeting? Well, that's a day that that I always look forward to. Um, it, it's a time to get uh, and talk face to face with with members. It's a good time. Uh, we get to bring everybody up to date. We get to elect board members. Sure. And, uh, as a co-op, all of us are elected every three years, and uh, and so every board member has the ability to uh, to vote on that, and, uh, and we encourage them to do so. Uh, that was one of the other changes as, as a board we made a few years ago was to uh, make both online and mail-in voting available as yes. well as uh, coming to the, the meeting to vote. So that broadens the ability. But it's the annual meeting is just a great time to come learn more about your co-op, uh, build relationships as we talked about. Uh, meet and talk to directors uh, and let us let us know what you think. Um, so Absolutely. Love it. And for our members, be looking out to get your registration packets in the mail around September 20th. And if you have any questions, as usual, reach out to us here at our office or online via our website or on social media. So, Mr. Fulton, I think that wraps it up. Thank you so much for coming on and helping us enlighten our members. Thank you for the opportunity, and uh, and I look forward to continuing my role. Absolutely, and we look forward to seeing all of our members at the annual meeting. Thank you, Rachel. All right, thank you. <laughs>